0: It's the opening night of the regular season. Pelicans' real basketball is here. They play the Philadelphia 76ers at home in the Smoothie King Center. Let's break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, opening night for the Pelican season. I could not be more excited. I hope you're excited as well as the Pelicans take on the Philadelphia 76ers in the smoothie king center and of course thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every single day we are free and available on all platforms in five days a week no one else coming to you like this no paywall or anything like that just solid Pell's talk monday through Friday. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. I'm here in my hotel room gearing up for this opening night game. So we got a lot to cover. This is our first chance to like really see this Pelicans roster. So we're going to little t- talk a little bit about who starts, kind of the general overview of this game. Then we're going to get into in the second segment, the individual players, Brandon Ingram, Valanchunas, some of the individual matchups that I'm going to be watching. And then in the third segment, kind of team related things, what happens if this gets into the fourth quarter and it's close? And do the Pelicans maybe actually have a you know, uh, disadvantage slash advantage in certain areas of that? And I think they really might. So let's break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And let's start with the basics. The injury report for the Pelicans. Only player listed on there, Zion Williamson. We knew he wasn't going to be playing. Everyone else is good to go. Josh Hart was listed on there. He's off there now. Nikhil was on there. He's off there now. Most importantly, the guy who was like actually injured, Jackson Hayes. He's off of the injury report. Brandon Ingram's going to be good to go as well. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Shake Milton is out. And then kind of the big news that came out from their team yesterday, no Ben Simmons. Not that we were necessarily expecting him to play, maybe not, but the fact is they suspended him. So he's lost like $1.4 million in this holdout that just uh, didn't really work out. That's a, that's a discussion for another day because Adam Silver did have some interesting thoughts on that. Um, But no Ben Simmons, which, you know, maybe is good for the Pels, maybe not. And if you've been following the Vegas line on this one, it started off well in the Philadelphia 76ers' favor. It's now down to Pelicans plus three, so Philly minus three. Been creeping more and more towards New Orleans, and actually I think the money's coming in on New Orleans. Kind of cool to see that people are feeling pretty good about the Pelicans. So that plus three is where it's at right now. And that's the side that money's coming in on. For the Pelicans... We don't know who's going to start. Willie Green is kind of keeping this one close to the chest. We'll probably find out about 30 minutes before tip-off or so who he plans on starting. And this is really going to be our kind of first real look at what to kind of watch for for at least the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, month of the season with the Pelicans. They went through preseason, you know, starting guys like Garrett Temple, kind of tinkering with the lineup, with the rotation, trying to kind of see what worked, what didn't. And they had said they might be treating preseason a little bit. At, like training camp, so who knows how indicative that was of what we're going to see tonight. But I think the question on everyone's mind is, is is Garrett Temple starting? We certainly hope not, to be honest. I know it's kind of the veteran that Willie Green seems to try and be relying on, but the Pelicans got out to a slow start in every uh, slow offensive start, I should say, in every single one of their preseason games. You can't do that in the regular season anymore, you know. So hopefully they've been able to kind of work out some of the kinks, kind of really start to settle in on a rotation. But what what I'd be willing to bet is you won't really see a lot of changes game to game. I think whoever starts in this is maybe going to kind of be the starters for the next couple of games, you know, uh, two, two, two weeks to four weeks somewhere in that range, unless things go really badly tonight, which hopefully that's not going to be the case. And he and Willie Green has to make some kind of dramatic changes. I don't know. You know, they shouldn't be starting Garrett Temple. It's kind of like really as simple as that one, right? It should be either one of or both of Devontae Graham. It probably should be just Devontae Graham, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Brandon Ingram, maybe Trey Murphy, and then Jonas Valanciunas, something like that, unless they feel really strongly about Najee Marshall in there. But I think at one point, maybe you start to worry about offense. And with the slow starts, can you really kind of start a guy that isn't. Consistent. Can you put in Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall when, you know, they're kind of one-dimensional, they're three-point shooters, that's great, but you don't have Zion to necessarily create some of the same open looks for him. I'm not really sure. Like, uh, this is going to be really telling, and Willie Green is keeping this one very close to the chest. Doesn't really want to tip his hand. And we just kind of hope that, that it's really not going to be Garrett Temple. It's kind of like as, as simple as that, I think, to a certain degree. So there you go. We don't know who's going to start, but it's going to be important. And the Pelicans cannot afford to get off to a slow start in this one. So coming up next, let's talk about the individual players, what we're expecting from them, what we want to see from them here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by the Sweatblock anti perspirant Wipes. For a few weeks, we've been talking about Sweat Block, The wipes that stop sweat for seven days And it seems people have been listening We have friends of Locked On Who've tried Sweat Block and they love it It There's a high school uh, teacher story Where he pitted out by the fourth period Every day, get in there and kind of just be excessively sweating. You hear the snickers and the whispers from his students. So he started bringing a second shirt to change into between classes. Then he heard about the sweat uh, about Sweat Block. He tried it. And now he's hooked. No more snickers. No more second shirt. There's a Hollywood producer straight out of Hollywood. A producer who's working on the set of a Marvel movie. She was working 18-hour days for weeks in the Atlanta heat. She heard about Sweatblock, started trying it, and loves it. No more sweaty production days. And she even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it to stay dry on set and on the red carpet. These things stop excessive sweating for up to seven days per use. They're doctor-created, doctor-recommended, and they have the dry shirt guarantee. If SweatBlock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere, that sweats. So if you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweat, sweat Get it today for 20% off with the promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon or CVS. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms five days a week. No one else coming to you all like this. Look, I'm on the road for work, and I'm doing this in my hotel room late at night to make sure you guys are getting the podcast and up-to-date news and info on all things Pelicans, Zion, Brandon Ingram. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and available on YouTube as well. And please leave a comment on YouTube. It's fun to see the interaction on there, hear your thoughts on things. We just had the the biggest storylines of the season. Y'all seem to agree with me and really thought that internal development in youth was going to be a really big part of this year. And speaking of youth, look, let's get into the individual players here and what we're kind of watching for. First and foremost... It's the Brandon Ingram show tonight, if he wants to have it. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. He could go for 60, and no one would be upset that he's taken all of those shots. It's tough against a very good defense like the Philadelphia 76ers. Lots of length, lots of switchability, but this is a guy who's put on some muscle, wants to be the one delivering the blows this season, right? I'm going to be watching him to see if he's trying to get downhill. Look, they've got an uh, an incredible rim protector in Philly in Joel Embiid, but is he scared to go into the paint, or is he willing to challenge a guy like Joel Embiid? We've seen him kind of go at like Rudy Gobert before, and I think that's great. Is he going to do the same to Joel Embiid in tonight's game? And I think he might. You know, if he starts playing downhill, especially with Zion out, not relying on that mid range as much, and he's great in the mid range, we don't mind him shooting mid range shots. But can he get going downhill? Is he trying to score in the paint and be a much more physical force? I'm really excited to see if that's going to be the case for him. And then defensively, what, what are they going to kind of do, right? I think that's kind of going to be interesting. Where is he starting? The four, the three, the two in some capacity. And are they going to put him on a guy like Tobias Harris, who's a versatile scorer, who's you know, a tough enough matchup. Is B.I. ready to commit on the defensive side of the ball? This is really a game where you're going to kind of get a test of his leadership, I think, and kind of see, is he improved defensively or at least committing defensively? And is he willing to be more, you know, does he want to be, does he see the opportunity to be more aggressive when it comes to trying to score the ball. And then what about the Valanciunas versus Joel Embiid matchup? That's going to kind of be a big one here. This is the Joel Embiid show for the Philadelphia 76ers. He was talking yesterday about how he's not here to babysit a guy like Ben Simmons. He wants to go out and win. And in this kind of not feud that he's had with Ben Simmons right but he's clearly frustrated with Ben Simmons and all of that stuff is he gonna try and go out and show that he's the MVP of the league this year that he wants to just dominate games from start to finish and leave no doubt that they don't need Ben Simmons at all and he seems to be taking this somewhat personally wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if he tries to do something like that You know, it might be a good idea to throw some money on him over at betonline.ag for the MVP because of that mindset. But can Valanciunas get him in some foul trouble, right? Can Valanciunas go at him down low where he's going to have more room to work right now because Zion Williamson isn't there and try and get him in a couple of fouls and maybe limit Joel Embiid's impact on the defensive side of the ball? And I think that'd be good. And look, Um, If you can, or on both sides of the ball, really. And then how does, you know, he try and defend Joel Embiid? I said in, you know, the biggest weaknesses for the Pelicans, rim protection is one of them, I think. Is he willing to step up in this? How does Jackson Hayes do against one of the more bruisier, bulking centers in the league who can just punish you down low? Pelicans don't really have that. Are they capable of finding that somewhere, hopefully in Jackson Hayes, to try and kind of defend a guy like that? Then on the other youth side of things, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You know, this isn't the most intimidating backcourt defensively with the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey's good, but, you know, Seth Curry, not quite there defensively. Um, You've got Danny Green, who's not quite there defensively either. Some of the other guards they have aren't the most, like, intimidating guys that you're really worried about when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, let's say. Is he going to be able to be consistent or is he going to struggle with a guy like Joel Embiid protecting the paint down low? And if he's relying on his three-point shot more, is he going to have to kind of, you know, let that rip and be consistent with it? Or is he still going to be inconsistent? He might not have the room to score in the paint in this one unless Valanciunas does some work and gets Joel Embiid out of the game. You need him to score. You're going to need someone to kind of be that tertiary scorer and it's supposed to be him. And if he's not capable of doing that, I think it'd be a rough night for New Orleans. But this is kind of the opportunity to do it. Yeah, they have Matisse Theibel who can maybe slow him down, but they're going to probably put him to a certain degree on Brandon Ingram, I think. And so that's then it becomes kind of, you know, does Nikhil have a little bit more room? He's going to need to be kind of that downhill playmaking scoring threat from the backcourt that, you know, they might have in Devontae Graham a little bit. But again, he's more of a three-point shooter, I think, than anything. And he's anemic scoring around the rim. They need a guy like uh alexander walker to really put the pressure on the defense to drive into the teeth of it and try and kind of create for others a little bit and he's got to be willing to challenge a guy like joe Embiid. and if he, he isn't or doesn't find that success he needs his three point shot falling otherwise he's going to finish with like 11 points on the night and that's not going to do it whatsoever for him and then we kind of kind of mentioned it with the starting lineup right a guy like trey murphy you know, what's his impact going to be? How does Willie Green really planning on using him? Is it with the second unit? Is it with the starters? And now that he are in games that matter, right? Don't read too much into preseason. Don't read too much into summer league. But he's been impressive. I get the Chad Ford NBA Big Board newsletter. There's also the Chad Ford NBA Big Board podcast, exclusively part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You know, he mentioned in his newsletter the other day that he thinks a guy like Trey Murphy, if he's starting, is going to be in serious contention for rookie of the year. He thought he's probably one of the best rookies in the Western Conference and looks like an absolute steal for New Orleans. Full of praise for that draft pick and the player. He's not necessarily wrong, and we're going to really get to kind of see it. If he hits above 40% of his threes in this game, he doesn't need to hit like 50, right? He doesn't need to go 6 of 8 or whatever. He goes 3 of 6, something like that. Even 2 of 4, I'd take. Hits like 50%, 40% of his threes. You're going to feel really good about that pick and his impact and the way that he's going to you know, really be able to help the roster. And then I'm also going to really be watching how they use Herb Jones. Where does he fit in this rotation? If anywhere... We'll, we'll wait and see. What about a guy like Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, Josh Hart, are they ahead of Kyra Lewis Jr.? Where does this all fit? Because that's really what we don't know just yet. And this is our first chance to kind of really see and get some insight into the mind of Willie Green. So coming up, a little bit more insight into the mind of Willie Green. Let's talk about the defense and coverages and what things might look like for the Pels in this game tonight. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. You know, Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors because they are the best tasting protein bar out there. And there's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're absolutely passionate about the ones they love the most. And if you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I had one of those on one of my flights. Strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate cake. My favorite flavor, I love the mint brownie. It's just like, it's like mint chocolate chip ice cream, but in protein bar form and so healthy for you. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine different flavors. And check out the macros on these things. They're good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein calories between 130 and 180 only four to five grams sugar only four to five grams net carbs they're all tasty they're all healthy they're just kind of amazing so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and you're going to get 15 percent off your next order again that is promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off over at built.com today's episode of locked on pelicans also brought to you by betonline.ag we're back Basketball is back, which means real game lines, and Props, odds, different things like that. And you can get more than ever before over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. Again, Pell's plus three right now. Are you feeling good with no Ben Simmons and kind of the turmoil around the Philadelphia 76ers? Like they kicked him out of practice. Oh, are you feeling good about Joel Embiid's MVP odds? And I might have talked myself into that a little bit in the last segment. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online. where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day free and available five days a week for y'all wherever you get your podcasts and available on youtube and check out locked on saints for your second listen ross jackson who got married literally yesterday breaking down everything you want to know about the black and gold bye week this um or no they got a game coming up this week they just had their bye week they healthy are they not how are things kind of progressing through all that he's going to be covering all anything saints check out ross jackson and the locked on saints podcast all right we have a Pelicans game that matters tonight, taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in the Smoothie King Center. Not just the home opener, but the season opener. I'm excited. Like I'm just excited to see some basketball. It hasn't been as long as it normally is. You know, It feels like they were just still playing, but last season ended on such a down note. It's a bit of a fresh start. Yeah, no Zion, but we're rooting for a lot of youth, and that's a really exciting thing to be able to do. And so I'm hopeful that we're going to see a really, at least fun year from the New Orleans Pelicans and I'm very excited to see a guy like Nikhil Alexander Walker in tonight's game I'm thrilled to be able to watch Trey Murphy every single night Zion will be back it's going to be a fun season I think so I mentioned let's kind of get in Willie Green's head a little bit more and I think this game is going to tell us a lot about him and kind of his philosophies What's the defensive coverages that they're going to use? He talked about wanting to use a lot of very defensive coverages throughout the season. He doesn't want to just rely on drop or playing up at the ball, kind of level with the ball and playing more man-to-man and kind of uh, you know doubling and things like that, hedging. What's he going to do? Like, what's going to kind of base coverage? Is it, I think it'll probably be drop coverage and pick and roll where a guy sets a pick. Your guys kind of sag off to try and take away the, the run to the rim, but also be able to have your guard up there kind of stay up to try and take away the three-point shot too, which means fighting through screens, not something that the Pals have done, sorry, historically well. But is it drop coverage? And how often do they vary that coverage, right? Like, do they vary it pretty regularly? Do they throw different looks routinely to kind of keep teams off balance? Or do they really kind of like stay in their same kind of scheme? And does that evolve over the course of the year? But we're really going to kind of get an answer to that in tonight's game. And what are they doing if they're if they're getting to a slow offensive start? Does it maybe change some of the rotation patterns, things like that? And then... Here's what could be really fun to see, a close game. Obviously, that's fun, right? Like, close game. There, there's excitement there. But this is an opportunity for the Pelicans to kind of try and show some growth. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, who's the man? It should be Brandon Ingram for New Orleans, right? But, but more than that, can they close? That was something they were unable to do last year. How many close games did they lose? How many fourth quarter leads did they blow? Are they capable of kind of staying in these games till the bitter end and not falling apart in the final two minutes, five minutes, clutch time, crunch time, whatever you want to call it? And have they kind of just grown up mentally? Right. And what effect does having a new head coach on that kind of bring to this team? We we ended preseason with a lot more questions than answers, I think. And it's just I'm excited that those questions are going to finally start to be answered. We're not going to have full on answers to them. In tonight's game and after tonight's game. So when I get with you all tomorrow to kind of recap all of this, not recap, it that's the wrong word. You watch the game. You don't need me to recap it for you. But to kind of break down what we saw and make sense of that game, hopefully we'll be on the path in some capacity to the answers for those questions we had at the end of preseason. You know, we do that by playing games, so I'm excited. So thank you all very much for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Go enjoy the game tonight. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to break down what we saw.